I have a letter from Mrs. Edith Allred of Mount Airy, North Carolina. As a child, I was extremely insensitive and shy, she says in her letter. I was always overweight and my cheeks made me look even fatter than I was. I had an old-fashioned mother who thought it was foolish to make clothes look pretty. She always said, wide will wear while narrow will tear. And she dressed me accordingly. I never went to parties, never had any fun, and when I went to school, I never joined the other children in outside activities, not even athletics. I was morbidly shy. I felt I was different from everybody else and entirely undesirable. When I grew up, I married a man who was several years my senior, but I didn't change. My in-laws were a poised and self-confident family. They were everything I should have been but simply was not. I tried my best to be like them, but I couldn't. Every attempt they made to draw me out of myself only drove me further into my shell. I became nervous and irritable. I avoided all friends. I got so bad I even dreaded the sound of the doorbell ringing. I was a failure. I knew it, and I was afraid my husband would find it out. So whenever we were in public, I tried to be gay and overacted my part. I knew I overacted, and I would be miserable for days afterwards. At last, I became so unhappy that I could see no point in prolonging my existence. I began to think of suicide. What happened to change this unhappy woman's life? Just a chance remark. A chance remark, Mrs. Allred continued transformed my whole life. My mother-in-law was talking one day of how she brought her children up and she said, no matter what happened, I always insisted on their being themselves. On being themselves. Hmm. That remark is what did it. In a flash, I realized I had brought all this misery on myself by trying to fit myself into a pattern to which I did not conform. I changed overnight. I started being myself. I tried to make a study of my own personality. Tried to find out what I was. I studied my strong points. I learned all I could about colors and styles and dressed in a way that I felt was becoming to me. I reached out to make friends. I joined an organization, a small one at first, and was petrified with fright when they put me on a program. But each time I spoke, I gained a little courage. It took a while, but today, I have more happiness than I ever dreamed possible. In rearing my own children, I have always taught them the lesson I had to learn from such bitter experience. No matter what happens, always be yourself. This problem of being willing to be yourself is as old as history as Dr. James Gordon Gilkey, and as universal as human life. This problem of being unwilling to be yourself is the hidden spring behind many neuroses and psychosis and complexes. Angela Patry has written 13 books and thousands of syndicated newspaper articles on the subject of child training, and he says, nobody is so miserable as he who longs to be somebody and something other than the person he is in body and mind. This craving to be something you are not is especially rampant in Hollywood. 
Samuel, one of Hollywood's best-known directors, said the greatest headache he has with aspiring young actors is exactly this problem. To make them be themselves, they all want to be second-rate Lana Turners or third-rate Clark Gables. The public had already had that flavor. Sam would keep telling them. Now, it wants something else. Before he started directing such pictures as Goodbye, Mr. Chips and For Whom the Bell Tolls, Sam Wood spent years in the real estate business, developing sales personalities. He declares that the same principles apply in the business world as in the world of moving pictures. You won't get anywhere playing the ape. You can't be a parrot. Experience has taught me, says Sam Wood, that it is safest to drop as quickly as possible. People who pre pretend to be what they aren't. I asked Paul Poynton, then employment director for a major oil company, what is the biggest mistake people make in applying for jobs? He ought to know. He has interviewed more than 60,000 job seekers and he has written a book entitled Six Ways to Get a Job. He replied, the biggest mistake people make in applying for jobs is in not being themselves. Instead of taking their hair down and being completely frank, they often try to give you the answers they think you want. But it doesn't work because nobody wants a phony. Nobody ever wants a counterfeit coin.